Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Back to The Baldface Truth with John Kanzano on 750 The Game. Well, this is going to be a fun interview, I, and I love doing these kinds of interviews because it helps us understand maybe a sport or a league or an event that you might peripherally know about but don't really know about. Our guest coming up here, Rob Lloyd, is the chairman of the American Ultimate Disc League. Uh, I got to talk to him because he left uh, a job as an executive at Cisco, and he was involved with the Hyperloop. and. He invested with some other people in the American Ultimate Disc League. What made him do that and what is going on with them? I got to know. And then the owner of the local franchise in the league, the Portland Nitro, Joe Caswell, is going to join us as well. We're going to bring him on here. I'll bring him on kind of like I do when I do uh, kind of the uh, two guest interviews. We'll start with Rob Lloyd, the chairman of the American Ultimate Disc League. He is joining us now. I got to know, Rob, like... When you said, I'm leaving Cisco or leaving Hyperloop, and this is what I want to go do, what was it about uh, you know, Ultimate Disc that caught your attention? Hey, John, thanks a lot. And um, I w- I've actually been involved with the AUDL for a little over 10 years. Uh, started my involvement through my son, who was a pretty accomplished player. Ended up, along with my brother, buying the, the AUDL franchise in Toronto. Um, and based on my experience at Cisco and, and what we saw happening with the changes in broadcast and content, uh, because the sport is so exciting, because it's such a highlight factory, I've been convinced for a decade that it was a sport that, that would take off, that would be recognized for, for its athleticism. And then when we you know, decided to take a step back from Hyperloop, I thought that no better time to, to really lean in on this and try to bring the sport that so, that so many people love and enjoy, especially in the Pacific Northwest, but, you know, there's 8 million people around the world play this game, 5 million in the U.S., and we get a chance uh, coming up here to, to showcase 30 of the best athletes in our league uh, competing in our, in our second annual All-Star Game. So we're super excited to be up in Portland and to be hosted by Joel Caswell and the Portland Nitro for our second annual All-Star Game. That's a good opportunity to bring Joel into the conversation. He's the owner of Portland Nitro. Joel, give us an idea. Um, like, you know, how do you end up as the owner of a of a team and a franchise? Yeah, thanks, John. Thanks for having us on. Uh, um, I think it was uh, one of those things that uh, we were in the right place at the right time um, uh, with a group of people that uh, love love the sport and uh, felt like uh, Portland was a good marketplace to uh, bring another franchise to. So uh, we've. Uh, played our first inaugural season now um, downtown uh, at the home of the Timbers and the Thorns at Providence Park. Um, had a good kickoff first year, I think, and uh, just looking to, to grow from that. Give me an idea, like, you know, your your history with the game, Joel, the first time you pick up a disc or first time you go, hey, this is a fun game to play, because I know I saw you at Worlds of Sport this summer, and that's where I kind of was like, okay, this is interesting. But, get, you know, what was your introduction to the to the sport? 
my introduction to the sport is uh, just having been around it uh, my, my entire life, uh, you know, having played at some of the amateur levels and uh, had a, a group of friends that was uh, intrigued by it and, and played it at various levels and in different pro teams. And uh, it seemed like uh, it was a ripe opportunity after chatting with uh, Rob and Steve and some of the other guys at the league to uh, bring, a, bring a franchise here to Portland and uh, had the right set of uh, funding and financing and uh, uh, staff come together to make that happen. I've always wondered, like, you know, should I have been, like, a great concert pianist or maybe I, I would have been an archer, like, if I had only picked up a bow and arrow. Do you, do you, how do you discover talent? And maybe this is to both of you. Rob, can I start with you on that? Like, you know, you're the chairman of this league. How do you discover the players in this league? How do they get found? So they are extremely athletic uh, players. The best of the players have mastered the art and science of throwing a disc, the spin, the angle that they throw it at, incorporating the impact of the wind. And really it's the only team sport that's played by superior athletes that, that exhibit speed, agility, uh, capabilities to jump, run very quickly, anticipate uh, the flow and, and, and strategy of the game. And we find athletes that are beginning to start the sport at a younger age, but most of the top athletes have played the sport at an elite level in college. There's a D1 and D3 championship that's hosted every year. And then those players are look for other outlets to continue uh, developing their skills. So our athletes are, are absolutely the top in the sport. And uh, the teams, there's 25 teams that are in the AUDL today. They span, you know, coast to coast with a couple of Canadian teams. Um, and there's a place for many players to play. We are looking at finding ways to attract players from other sports. I think the two, the three crossover sports are, are football, uh, basketball, and soccer. And the flow, the, the, uh, the, the nature of the game uh, simulates a lot of what we see in soccer with the constant flow. The ability to go up and anticipate a, a floaty disc uh, is similar to going up for a rebound in basketball. And then the speed and agility that we see on both defense and offense, I think, simulates how very good athletes have performed in football so non low low contact low concussive highly athletic and those are and we we look for athletes uh, that, that are able to exhibit the, the capabilities that um, that make them stand out that we're talking to rob rob lloyd who's the chairman of the american ultimate disc league audl also with joe cows joel cowswell who is the owner of portland nitro joel let me ask you um let's say uh you, you know, you you're talking with players, average age, uh, different uh, you know different skill sets that you see within a team or a franchise. You know, on a football team, you got linemen, you got quarterbacks, you got receivers. How is that different or the same on your team? Yeah, I would uh, I'd say you know you kind of got two categories of uh, of, of players there. Um, you know, you could categorize them as uh, you know. Three, three people or two or three people kind of on every uh, on the field at a time are kind of playing a, a quarterback style position rather than maybe just one in football um, kind of touching the uh, disc more often in its advancement up the field and then you've got uh, another three or four you know players uh, that are more like uh, wide ride receivers um, and the disc kind of flows up the field uh, like Rob said similar similar to soccer and you know, there's a there's a wide age variety um, in that too. You know, maybe uh, similar to what you might see um, in some of the other major sports. Uh, you know, some of the people that are the more experienced uh, often are the people uh, playing more that quarterback uh, 
position where they're touching the disc more often and throwing it more often. Um, and, you know, some of the craziest athletes in the world, I think, are, are currently playing in some of those receiver positions. Um, and so, you know, looking for the talent is, is a combination, I think, of, of bringing in some really, you know, experienced players who have played for a long time and, and have a love for the game and uh, the drive to keep competing and kind of have that depth of experience along with um, just really some crazy athletes that exist in this league. Uh, How do you get better, Joel, if, you, if you're looking to improve your team? Is, is there a draft? Is it all free agency? How do you find talent? Uh, currently, it's it's all free agency and uh, kind of the desire that people have to play. Um, you know, people people move around the country, and so you know, there's constantly talent moving in and out of uh, I think every every city. And uh, we host tryouts every year, um, you know, kind of preseason, and and then build from there into you know a, a preseason uh, training or training camp uh, leading up to the season starting uh, starting at the end of April. So. Very cool. Theaudl.com for the league. You can go forward slash Nitro if you want to learn about the Portland Nitro team. Rob, I want to ask you a question here, a big picture question. I've been thinking about this. Uh, Pac-12 is trying to negotiate uh, you know, their media rights deal. Uh, they're talking with Amazon, among others. Amazon is trying to get into some new sports. Uh, my hunch is that they're going to partner with the Pac-12 networks as a production arm. Is the future of this league, does it involve regular broadcast? Does it involve a streamer? Like, what's the vision for the league? You know, John, it's a great question, and we see all that change that's happening in the media rights side of this. Right now we have a, a great relationship with Fox Sports. We have 60 broadcasts. We're uh, broadcast across Fox, both FS1 and FS2 last year. There's a lot of interest in live sports, which create, you know, connection with the audience we have our own streaming platform that's for more of a premium experience for fans but we do expect that over the next year or two we'll see that that media landscape continue to evolve we have an amazing sport that fits well uh, on broadcast or on stream it's two and a half hours a, a massive amount of scoring huge amount of highlights we've been on espn sports center two four or five times this year so it's a, it's a sport that's made for television and, and streaming, and it's part of our business model. Actually, out of uh, uh, interest in continuing to grow this business, we, we just formed a partnership with Legends uh, Hospitality, which is uh, owned by the Dallas Cowboys and New York Yankees. Uh, and they're really bringing us to the table in a lot more conversations with brands that would, that would really be interested in continuing to, to you know, associate their, their brand with the demographic of our audience, which is very young, very progressive. This is why, you know, we fit so well in Portland. And not only that, are we, we're not only featuring our athletes this weekend on, on the 12th, actually, uh, in Saturday, but as well a mixed tournament uh, featuring uh, men and women from the Portland Nitro, mm. Seattle Cascade, as well as the Oregon Onyx and uh, Seattle Tempest out of the Western Ultimate League. Uh, which focuses on women and non-binary athletes. So there's going to be a mixed eight-on-eight eight starting at 8.30. We're going to follow that up with a phenomenal all-star game uh, at 4 o'clock at Providence Park. And media rights are really everything. It drives everything uh, in professional sports today, and then that, that impacts how you can build out the rest of the economic model. Do you think that, it, you know, let me ask you just big picture in the sports world, Rob, because you're in there and you're negotiating these deals, that, you know, how far away are we from, 
you know, sports in general really being totally comfortable being with a streaming service versus the linear television that that we see. And I and, and it includes like ESPN Plus and Fox and Paramount. They you know, everybody's got their streaming arm, but feels like that's where it's moving. It's just not all the way there yet. Yeah, it's not all the way there yet. And, you know, we do see the big sports platforms adding streaming to their mix. Uh, we do see streaming-only platforms that then then try to compete for those rights that have traditionally been only available on linear channels. So I think we're going to see a mix of those. But from a, an emerging and growth sports league like the American Ultimate Disc League, uh, I think having a, plat- a site on both of this makes a lot of sense for a while. We actually do our own streaming. We have our own pr- production teams that travel and produce a weekly uh, game of the week. Joel's team, for example, streams all of their games, so we have about 160 events live streamed every year. And I think for the next year or two, it's going to be a combination of those, but it could be that an Amazon or an Apple TV or someone that does just streaming comes out and really wants to develop that sports portfolio, uh, appealing to very targeted audiences. And we'll see how this plays out, but right now we've got great relationships and a very exciting sport and uh, obviously super thrilled to be coming up to uh, to, to Portland and doing our showcase event uh, at Providence Park uh, on November 12th. November 12th, Providence Park. It is the all-star game for the AUDL, the American Ultimate Disc League. Um, I was looking into this. I did a little bit of research. Uh, you know, I was I was trying to figure out, is there a LeBron James in this league? Is there a, a player who just dominates and dominates? And Ryan Oscar was your MVP. But I, I noted you guys, maybe Joel, you can talk about this, or, or Rob, Seven different MVPs in 10 years. It, it doesn't seem like there is a LeBron in this league. Go for it, Joel. Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I, I think the sport maybe is a, a little different uh, just in the respect that it's played you know, with, with more players. Um, you know, you're going to have at least you know, 14 to, to 20 players starting in, starting in every game and getting a lot of playing time. So you, you definitely have a little broader of a base there. Um, and more, you know, more, uh, I think one player is maybe a little less impactful than it may be, you know, in basketball, but, you know, there, there's a number of, of great players out there. And, and I think that is uh, definitely something that's in, intriguing, you know, having, having a different MVP every year. And, and, you know, even in that, I think there's, um, you know, been a close runner up every year too. There's, yeah. there's some really phenomenal players right now. Um, I think yeah, it's we'll- not uncommon at all to see, you know, one or two players be the standout players on their team. And that's the case for, you know, us in Portland with Leandro Marks and, and most other teams out there. Rookie of the year, Leandro Marks in Portland. Uh, Rob, you got anything to add to that? No, I was just going to say that the the uh, MVPs have been nicely balanced across the different teams. Uh, there'll be several of them participating in this in this weekend's activities and action, or in, sorry, on the 12th. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been a really balanced league. Uh, we have some of those MVPs from 2013, 2014 still playing the game, and then we have some of our newer athletes that, that really rise very quickly to to achieve this level of, of performance. So there's going to be 30 of our best athletes plus a mixed uh, event that's going to feature some other great athletes. We encourage everyone to come out and take a look, and if you haven't seen them before, it's a chance to come out. Very affordable, $25 for a ticket. And I think the, the the word out of most people's mouths is, wow. I think it's really cool. And I, I got a question for you guys because this may be stupid. Tell me if it's a dumb question. But I'm looking at a guy like James Pollard who was the 
you know, he's the most improved player in the league. He's a tennis player in college, and he finds this sport kind of, uh, you know, just to stay in shape while he's playing tennis. And if you're driving by, like, a park and you see people kind of fooling around playing this game, have you ever heard a case of someone pulling over and going out and saying, hey, have, we need you to try out? I mean, it is. do you find talent that way? We're finding talent from uh, college football players that maybe decided the CFL wasn't the thing they wanted to do and they picked up a disc and become starters in the league. Um, it's really about raw athleticism and an ability to anticipate the flow and learn the flow of the game. It's very easy to understand. Um, a lot of new players come in, perhaps, as Joel mentioned, playing on the defensive side of the disc. Um, but, no, I think you're going to find players crossing over many other sports because this game is hard to master. It's extremely exciting. And um, as we get a little more exposure, you know, we're, we're seeing our athletes on top channels. They, they're, they're able to, to, to get the recognition that they want to see from their, their development as athletes. And I think we've given them that both on the, the men's and the women's side to be able to have a platform to showcase their skills. And that is very important. That's kind of driven us to where we want to go. And now I think the economics are starting to catch up as we start to see some of the evolution in the media market and sponsorships becoming a little bit more focused on targeting specific parts of that overall um, sports market. All right, Rob, how do people get tickets for the All-Star Game? Uh, the website is theaudl.com. Is that where they get tickets, or is there somewhere else to get tickets? Well, I think it's on SeatGeek on the uh, on okay. the uh, Providence Park. Is that correct, Joe? Joel, on the Providence yeah, Park? So yeah, so as far as getting tickets, um, they, they're, they're on theaudl.com. Uh, um, they are on SeatGeek if you look for the All-Star Game in there. Um, and I think they're, there's links to them in uh, all of our social media pages, uh, the, the Portland Nitro or uh, the AUDL. So they're pretty okay. easy to find in, in that regard. All right. I, I appreciate you guys making time. Joel Caswell, he's the owner of Portland Nitro. Rob Lloyd, I appreciate you. Uh, uh, fascinating stuff, lot to learn there, uh, and thanks for what you guys are doing. Thanks, Rob. John, thanks so much. All right, there they are. There it is, American Ultimate Disc League. I'm telling you, Stephen, maybe you're a basketball guy. Maybe you could have been like the Kevin Durant of the AUDL. I'm, I'm not going to lie. There was a thought that went through my mind, like, you know what? If this was around back when I was in school, right after college, I, I might have applied. I, I'm not a great Frisbee thrower, though. That would be my problem. I think that there are different positions, though, on the uh, on the field. There's yeah. some guys are defenders, like with your size and your length. You know, I think, you know, it'd be a lot of fun. Check it out. Take your kid. Check it out. I I think it's really interesting when you look at the players. I was looking through the players on the league. They all sort of have like a D two, D three. There's some, you know, tennis player, basketball player. There's some background. Like I think Bruce Barnum, who came on earlier, is the Portland State football coach. Probably got some guys that could have a future in the. Uh, American Ultimate Disc League. Uh, but the All-Star Game's happening in Portland. I wanted to do that. It's a different kind of interview, but uh, check it out if that's your thing. Leave it here. Some parting thoughts coming up. Back to the Bald Face Truth with John Canzano on... We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but... If you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.